I don't know about you, but give me a good question over a good answer any day. A good question in my mind beats a good answer every time. Answers say stop, but questions say go. Answers say stay, but questions say keep moving. Answers stagnate. Questions move us forward. Never stop learning. Never stop questioning. Never stop evolving. It's a shame that most traditional religions don't embrace this idea. I don't want a religion that gives me all the answers. I want one that helps me live in the questions and explore them without defaulting to bullshit. The purpose of your faith shouldn't be a smug sense of certainty, but courage and wisdom in uncertainty. It's not that I don't value answers or accepted settled science and so forth. It's just that I recognize when dealing with true philosophy, we are working with things which are infinite or related to something infinite, and they are understood over time and with questioning and experience, not with thinking we know everything. I love what the physician Martin Fisher said, a conclusion is that place where you've stopped thinking. And cannot that apply to our lives? Where are those places where you've stopped thinking? Boxes you've put people you care about in, conclusions you've made about what you're capable of, conclusions about what God can do for you in your life. It's time to think again. It's time to create again. It's time to replace the small answers with the bigger questions. Say, my life is not a series of settled conclusions, but of unlimited possibilities. And I've come to believe something about God and the universe, that they aren't filled with answers, but with questions. If you go looking to life for answers, you're only going to get more possibilities. No, we are more like the universe than we think, because the universe is always asking us questions too. We ask, who am I? What am I here for? Does true love exist? And the universe answers, who are you? What are you here for? Does true love exist? The answers are ultimately something we create together. The universe is always asking, and we are always answering. And how we answer is always becoming. And I want to focus in on three questions today to help us live in that creativity. Questions the universe is always asking us, and how we respond day by day and moment by moment in some instances, is over time providing the answer and co-creating who and what our lives become. That first question is, who are you? The universe is always asking you this, who are you? And like it or not, you're always answering with your thoughts and with your choices. And when you do answer, the universe always responds, okay. And then it asks you again, who are you? You are always answering, but the trick is, are you conscious of how you are answering? Many of us struggle with the question because we take it in some incredibly existential and unanswerable way. Who am I? Yikes. Am I a child of the great spirit or am I a Taco Bell eating hoarder of way too much stuff that watches way too much TV? Somewhere in the middle, maybe? I mean, have you tried telling yourself you are a whole, perfect, and complete child of the great spirit while eating Taco Bell in front of the TV? We struggle with the who am I question because we think of it as a question of isolation, when it's really one of relationship. When it's about isolation, we get in the trap that Alan Watts used to talk about. I know the me that knows that I'm me, but what I'd like to know is the me that knows that I know that I'm me. No, who you are is always a statement of who you are in relationship with life or something in it. Who I am is who I choose to be in relationship with my spouse, my son, my daughter, my community, strangers, and so on. And yes, I'm always more than that, but in the moment, that's what's important. The key is to consciously choose who you're going to be in relationship to whatever you are with. 
I choose to be kind and understanding with my partner. I choose to be open and playful with my children. I choose to be courageous and honest at my job. The trick is to answer the call of your highest self to be who you want to be, instead of to, to match someone else's lowest self with behavior unsuitable to who you are. You don't have to be a jerk in response to someone else's being a jerk. You don't have to hold yourself back in response to someone else's holding themselves back. You don't have to limit yourself to someone else's limited understanding of the possibilities of life. Choose who you are in relationship to the understanding that you are a child of God and the limitless potentialities of life. And remember, the universe is always asking, and we are always answering, and how we answer is always becoming. The second question the universe is always asking us is, what do you want? What do you want? And it's strange to me that living in such a materialistic culture, so many of us struggle with knowing what we want, and even more in asking for it, so much so that we can bury what we want to become lost to what it is. Some version of this may or may not happen all the time with my beautiful wife. Sweetie, what do you want for dinner? Oh, whatever you want is fine. Okay, how about Mexican? No, no, I don't want Mexican. Okay, well, does anything sound good? No, no, you choose. Even if it's Mexican, I'll be okay. All right, let's try Chinese. Okay, fine. So an hour and a half later, we're eating Chinese food, and I ask, how's your dinner? Well, it's fine. What is it? Well, I think I just think I really wanted Italian. Some of us, we live our lives this way, and we have to learn or unlearn. It is not greedy to know what you want. It is not selfish to ask for what you want. It does not impede or take away from anyone to get what you want. Now, all that being said, just because you know what you want doesn't mean you are going to get it. You might have to compromise. It might not be the best time. It might not be up to you, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't know it. But you'll never get what you want if you don't know what it is, or at least you will never realize you'll have it. The third question is this. How can I best love? How can you best love? See, the universe doesn't just ask us to choose who we are and what we want, but it also is always calling us to bring forth our best into life. And love to me is God in action, and we are always one with God when we love. Thus for me, love is always my centering place. It's how I get back on track when I've been off track. It's how I get back to who I really am and what I really want. It's how I return to and express my truest self. And you know another thing. It's not just a spiritual question, but a pragmatic one. And I can't tell you just how sick I am of living from fear. From instead of asking the universal question of how can I best love, falling into the limited cosmos in my head that is always asking how can I most fear right now. And you know what the answer to that question is? It's control. It's punishment. It's manipulation. It's criticism and judgment and abusive treatment and fighting, and I'm sick of it. I know it's not who I am, and I know you know it's not who you are. There's a better question. How can I best love? When my wife and I are in an argument and one of us is coming from fear, how can I best love my wife right now? When my son is screwed up royally, how can I best love my son right now? When I've made a mistake, when I've judged myself and I see it, how can I best love myself? And I don't mean love myself in a half-gallon of Rocky Road ice cream kind of love, make myself comfortable kind of love. It's unconditional love that's called for, but also tough love, strong boundaries, clarity of sharing about how I feel, authenticity, vulnerability, intimacy. 
See, sometimes how we can best love someone is to let them go, and how we can best love ourselves is to be willing to let go. How to best love is sometimes the hardest choice, but I can tell you in my experience, it's always the best choice. There's a story I love about a single father who's down on his luck. He's just been laid off and he has so little money and he doesn't know how he's going to get by and care for his daughter. He gets home, sits on his bed, puts his hands over his face and begins to weep. He doesn't realize that he's left his door open a crack and his little daughter sees him. Still weeping, he looks up and his daughter's there in front of him. She's offering him a glass of warm tap water. Immediately he begins to weep, but in a different way. Here's this little girl who has the courage, even afraid because daddy's upset, and she doesn't know what he wants or how to help, but she tries. And that's what the weeping is all about now. The realization that the daughter is the courageous one, willing to love no matter what the seeming challenge. Who are you? What do you want? How can you best love? Ask yourself these three questions every day and find before you a more creative and living reality.